Are you a Leo? I am not. Guess. You oh, get one more guess. Okay. Oh. Uh give me a hint. are you a, a water sign or fire sign or I can't do that. You have to guess. <laughs> that would be giving away too much. Jeez. I don't know. I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, people. Oh, my, oh, I I don't know what that means, but I I I don't I'm know what Gemini. it means either. <laughs> I, I mean, I have no judgments. <laughs> good. Okay. Well, great. I, <laughs> you, you you sure have judgments about till death do us part. I certainly do. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love the song. <laughs> Welcome back to the Madonna Get Together. I am your host, Wayne, and it is the start of our third season of the Madonna Get Together. I took a nice, long, needed break, but it feels good to be back, and I am backing that up to the beat with a new guest to talk about all the Madonna activity that has been happening since taking a break, and we've got quite a bit to cover. Please welcome my first guest of the third season, Ruben Zambrano. Ruben is a Los Angeles native, born and raised, and is in the fashion business, either striking a pose as a model, designing and merchandising, and who now runs an image consulting business called Armor Image Consulting, and is always one degree away from Madonna at any given moment, which I would love to hear more about. Ruben also hosts a weekly live series on Instagram Live called Idol Worship, which I had the pleasure of taking part in talking about my favorite album, Like a Prayer. Welcome, Ruben. How are you? I'm great, Wayne. It's so great to be here. Truly an honor, actually. You are one of my favorite podcasters on one of my favorite podcasts. So it's, uh, oh. it's it really it is an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I For really sure. enjoyed taking part in part one of Like a Prayer. The next one will be coming soon, um, and we could talk about uh, how you hate me for <laughs> for saying bad things about "Till Death Do Us Part." <laughs> Listen, I, like I've told you before, uh, I am not a Madonna apologist, and Madonna is pizza. What, 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 yes. whatever classification, it's always delicious. Well, tell the listeners a little bit about your show, who may not have seen or heard of it yet. Sure. I'd love to. Yeah. And in honor of the Queen's 40th year in the music business, I wanted to do something to honor the music. And uh, I just thought, okay, should I start a podcast? There's so many great podcasts, yourself included, that, you know, focus on her, the work, whatever, tours, this, that, and the other. And I, it, we're all so busy. And I figured, you know, let's do a live. It's, uh, it's, it's easier to uh, it's an easier platform for somebody like me who's not as tech savvy as as most. Um, it's production wise, it doesn't take too long. But uh, you know, and I have so many friends and people that I really admire that love the Queen as well. And I thought, hey, let's just talk about the music. Literally go through the catalog, whether it's you know, I don't know. The, each album in 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 its order, but also the greatest hits. Maybe sprinkle a little of the remixes on there, and yeah. just really talk about the music. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. So, take us all back to the beginning. When did you become a Madonna fan? Where were you? What were you doing? And how did it 
how did it escalate to where it is now? <laughs> I, I've literally been with Madonna for 40 years. Uh, I, back in the day before there was truly cable television, there used to be in Southern California two uh, subscription-based uh, movie channels. One was Select TV. The other was, quote, on TV. And they, in between movies, they would show something they would call mini concerts. Video music or music videos, I should say, weren't even in the canon. It wasn't even language yet. So they called them mini concerts. And this, these images came up. Uh, you know, all I saw was this beautiful blonde lady with, you know, with the smoky eye and crucifixes rolling around on the ground. Uh, there was a car chase and she was in a boat. I was like, I was transfixed. I was like, what is this? Like, who is this? Because at the time in 1983, you know, I'm a child, like a baby. And the music we were listening to were Journey, Foreigner, ACDC. Mm -hmm. And then where I grew up, there was a lot of, you know, R&B, disco, etc. So there was all these different things happening musically, uh, sonically. But here is this, you know, this beautiful woman with these piercing bluish green eyes singing kind of rocky uh, disco. It, it was burning up. And yeah. at the end of it, I was I was transfixed. My mother was with me. She was like, what are we watching? What was that? <laughs> there was no title. There was nothing. It was just song. And then a movie started. Cut to there was a great song on the radio. It was really boppy, fun. It was holiday. I was like, and we all knew the song. We all sang it around the house. And then uh, mm -hmm. every uh, Saturday morning, we'd watch American Bandstand, uh, which was a, a dance uh, television show. Um, Dick Clark used to host it. And uh, his special guest this one fateful day was uh, this woman named Madonna singing her hit song, holiday and then i put two and two together and it's i seriously it was truly love at first sight and then it was you know this really cool chick kind of looking a little punk rock but singing you know what was a bad word at the time disco soul music r&b and uh yeah i was that was yeah that's that's where it started and and quite frankly it is it has not let up <laughs> <laughs> well that's always a good thing yeah right? Uh huh. Well, I wanted to kind of do a catch up of, sure. um, as opposed to mustard, uh, of everything that <laughs> has happened since I took a break. I know that coverage has been expansive across all the social media platforms and other podcasts and everything, but I want a chance mm -hmm. to do that too. So I wanted to talk about the biggest thing that mm -hmm. has happened was the fact that she announced going on tour yeah. and this is to celebrate 40 years and it's yeah. a celebration tour. Yeah. And I think we all knew there were rumors about it and a lot of confirmed rumors through, uh, you know, live nation sources and, and people in the Madonna camp. I think the mm -hmm. assistant choreographer posted something to her Instagram story that she shouldn't have, um, mm. to, to tell people that she got the job. So Aww. I think we were all just kind of like on pins and needles, just waiting for the announcement to drop. And then it did. Yeah. And, um, Tickets went on sale not long after that. So I do have to ask. Yes. Did you get tickets and where are you seeing her? 
Short answer is yes, I got tickets. I got the tickets for the opening night here in Los Angeles or for her where she's opening up in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. She's not opening a tour there. Yes, I'm one of those people who I just like to be in the room and then Mm -hmm. I'm going to work on multiple shows <laughs> uh, okay. and, uh, where, where, where I can. And I, and I will say this too, uh, as far as my love and my adherence to the queen, Madonna was my first concert in the Virgin tour. And I've seen every tour uh, sans wow. the girly show because she was punishing us and uh, didn't really tour the U.S. And, you know, I, I come from humble means, so couldn't necessarily fly to Philly or to New York. But yeah. she, that was a long-winded answer to say, yes, I got tickets and and gladly. Have you gotten your other shows yet or just L.A. right now? Just L.A. right now. I'm working on some things. Again, we're in La La Land, so just working all the angles. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is I – I, I have faith there's enough for everybody. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I plan on, I, I would love to go to Arizona. I'd love to go to, you know, where she, where she's starting up here. Uh, you know, what is it? Uh, Vancouver? Is that where she's starting to tour? Um, but yeah, I'm an, I'm working on a couple of, I may, I may even uh, be in your neck of the woods. I mean, I'm willing to fly. <laughs> DC. You go to yeah, DC. I could do it. I could do it. I have to, um, sell off a couple of my tickets. I ended up buying three sets of tickets for the same show <laughs> because I got the Madonna panic. And this is the first time that I ever have done that. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, if I'm going to spend this much money, I need to get seats exactly where I want them. Absolutely. So um, I had the icon pre-sale, which mm-hmm. uh, I got tickets for this location. I was refreshing and refreshing and Ticketmaster did that thing where you know, you put the, you say you want to buy these tickets and they say, Oh, somebody else has, has them. Right. And you refresh the screen and it kept showing the same tickets and I kept trying to buy them and it wouldn't let me. And eventually gave me some seats on the floor, but like in the way back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want these, but I'll go ahead and buy them. And then if I see some better ones, I'll buy those and just like sell these. I'll sell them for face right. value. I'll just, all I want is my money back that I paid for them. I don't want any right. more. Um, and I definitely don't want any less <laughs> than what I've already shelled out. Um, so I did that and I ended up getting VIP seats, which it's, it's still a reserved seat. It's not in the, uh, in the general admission area. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I can do that. Um, as I get older because <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to get there extra early and then have to like rush to get like a good spot. <laughs> Understandable. Um, I just don't have it in me anymore. Um, and so the following week, I think Live Nation presale went up and there was a code mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, let me see if I can, let me see what I can get with this. Let me see what, what other like release of, of tickets they're going to give. And then um, I ended up finding like, uh, I think it was like third or fourth row from the main stage. And it, I had it in my cart and then I was like, uh, I put in, I went to go put in my PayPal information. So I was just going to hold the ticket and like give it some thought. And then as soon as I put my PayPal information in, it purchased them. Wow. So I was like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't ready to make the decision yet. So now I'm stuck with these tickets. I've put them up for sale. Um, so if anyone is looking, I'll be happy to let you know where they are. And actually, a direct sale for me would be a lot cheaper than what I have to do through Ticketmaster because Ticketmaster loves to 
throw on fees on top of fees, whether you're buying, selling, reselling, rebuying. Um, but if not, I'm going to seat hop during the show. Um, and this I will I'm... go... <laughs> You're so funny. This I note some, something to be true. You are going to sell them. You you are not going to be stuck with them. Madonna panic is real. And the truth of the matter is there are going to be people, usually those naysayers at the beginning of this process are mm-hmm. going to be are the same people who are going to be scrounging for tickets. So I, I wouldn't worry too much. Too much. Well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> But she kept adding more dates, and now Incredible. she is up to 70 shows. Yep. yep. And yep, yep, yep. I don't know how she's going to do it. Like, and I, and I don't see that, I say that because I have, that I don't have faith in that she will be able to do it. But it's like, that is a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at like Blonde Ambition, and, and what did she do between 40 and 50 shows? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now it's 34 years later, and, she's going to be doing 70 shows yeah after having like hip surgery and and um knee surgery or or whatever the problem she had with her knee i just Mm -hmm. want to make sure that she stays the healthiest that she can be so that she can give like the greatest performance for every show yeah i i'm 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 assuming she it's going to be choreographed and catered to her abilities and her strengths and the truth of the matter is it's like as we all get older on the planet you know we have to adjust and i'm not someone who is of this you know the school of thought that she needs to give me what she gave me in blonde ambition or what she gave in um sticky and sweet i don't expect her to be jump roping you know, through the entire thing. I, I want, I want a vocal. Um, yeah. I don't mind the, I don't mind the guitar. She, you know, and she excels in my experience, what I've seen um, actually live. And then in recordings is, you know, she, she, she can tango, you know, she, yeah. when she is in that space, she excels. And uh, the rest is, you know, as we get older, our moves aren't as, fluid <laughs> she, she has others uh, to support her in that way which is great which I love well seeing. i'd say like uh what she did for madame x was very mm-hmm. like low-key it worked yeah um and i think it, i thought it was a i thought she gave great performances um for that show so i mean even if it's just that i'm i'm okay with that i'm okay with it being like very kind of low-key and her not having to do a lot of movement let everyone else do it yeah, absolutely. I love Madame X. It was a, it was incredible to be in that small of a space here at the mm-hmm. Wiltern Theater, and just feeling the rafters just shake almost undone. You know, she the power of Madonna, man. She's uh, yeah, she's got it. She's got it. Now, you ask this when you do your show, but what are what are like three songs that you want to see? Oh, how dare you plagiarism. I love it. Uh, now, okay. So she kind of did it in, uh, in one of her stories. If she, I, I would love to hear her sing rescue me just like you would, like mm-hmm. all of us would just because I want to hear it live. Right. Uh, yeah. because it is something that, um, you know, it's, it's that guttural Madonna that you and I love that, gr- that graininess in, in the voice. Um, and I think her voice now could actually do that, you know, the, yeah. the, you know, with some, some great supporting uh, backing vocals by some of the girls, we all have our wants for who will be backing her up on this particular 
uh, venture, but uh, we shall see. Uh, so rescue me for sure. Uh, I would love to her to sing physical attraction. I have mm. theories on how they're going to break up the tour. I I'm assuming there's going to be some mashups or, you know, kind of leading into snippets of, of, of songs. So for instance, like during reinvention, how, um, mother father went into intervention which yeah. i thought was beautifully sonically lo lovely i screamed when i saw it because i love intervention uh i would love for her to do like an everybody mixed into like or at least a few bars from uh, physical attraction and i would love to hear um well you you heard what one of my you you know what one of my top three all-time favorite madonna songs is uh which we'll maybe discuss if we have some time at the end of this uh conversation uh <laughs> but uh one of my second uh of the top three songs for her in life and for this tour i would love for her to do a true uh a true to the original version of open your heart I just love that song. Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's so weird. It's, it's in the, for me because it's not, it's mid tempo. It's not, it's, it's, it's a pop song, but it's not dance and it's not, it, it, I don't know what it is. It just, it just begs me to pay attention. And, and then you put the visuals on with that. And I would just love for her to uh, sing it, you know, just, just sing it, truly just sing it. Yeah. Earnestly. Yeah. Well, uh, when you mentioned like the mashups and the medleys, I mean, we've seen, you know, Janet Jackson, that's essentially what her show is now. It's like yeah. a medley where she does like a, a bit of the, a bit of the verse, a bit of the chorus and then moves on to the next song. Yeah. Um, and Madonna has played around with that a little bit, even mm -hmm. Adam X. Yeah. When she did American life. I don't think she did the entire song, right? No, did no, she, she did not. And then Papa don't preach like the past few times that she's done that. It hasn't been the whole song. It's just been like right. a portion of the song. Um, would you be okay with something like that? I'd be okay with it. If she does full versions of certain songs and then make uh, snippets, mashups of, you know, from that era, because when you think about it, how else is she going to get all that in? You know, what can she honestly right. do? Right. So, you know, and again, I can't wait to, uh, you know, hear what we all have to say and the theories and who we know, who's going to on the tour, who's going to, you know, as my, uh, as a friend of mine used to say back in the day, you know, he would, he would leave voicemail messages for me, spoilers. And then, spout off <laughs> what he heard on whatever uh chat room back in whenever you know back in the you know the dial-up days i guess so but yeah I, i'm we are I'm, totally I'm, I'm gonna right get spoilers it. yeah and i'm okay with it man I'm, I'm i really am i listen i i'm rooting for her not that she needs me yeah. to root for she doesn't nothing for me she doesn't need nothing from anybody but you know what it's that thing of like listen I'm giving y'all what you've been asking for. Now you get to be quiet and I'm going to do whatever I want for the rest of my days, you know, but yeah. I can't, I cannot imagine her not throwing in some new material or doing something to make it, um, you know, um, an event for her, you know, creatively. So back that up to the beat. Oh boy. Yeah. Sped up version. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it'll go quicker. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, go. oh boy. Yeah. We have, yeah, we have to talk about all the new singles too, but yeah, uh, I'm yeah. sure she's going to put a little bit in there, whether it's for a, an interlude or, you know, just, uh, to pepper what she's already got going on. Yeah. I don't think she'll do this, but I, in thinking of the way that she's formatted previous tours, she usually mm-hmm. breaks it up into four acts uh-huh. and here we are 40, 40 decades, right? Uh, not 40 decades, sorry, four decades <laughs> where w- w- what if she did each act was well, the first act is the eighties. The second mm-hmm. act is the nineties. The third act is the two th- thousands and the fourth act is like everything else after that. Right. Um, I'm not sure how I'd feel about that. Cause I, I don't think she would do that. I think she would still try to um, weave a storyline using all of her music. Um, but I'm not sure what to expect. I know that fans are going to, there's going to be critical fans that are going to be disappointed no matter what. Cause they're like, Oh, why didn't she do this song? Or why didn't she do that song? Right. And at the end of the day, what I've learned more in recent years for Madonna is like, you know what? She's just going to do whatever she's going to do. So That's either right. um, I can go and just enjoy myself or if I'm going to be bitter about it and I don't want to see her sing candy shop again, then, you know, I'll get rid of my tickets. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually anticipating and want her to sing candy shop now, just because, <laughs> just because of the speculation that in the criticism that people are having around it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I do want to hear Candy Shop again. <laughs> yeah, Candy Shop and Human Nature. It's like, come on, girl. Yeah. You know, but I like Candy Shop personally. I'm, I, I like that album. But uh, but to your point about, you know, uh, parsing it up, parsing it out into uh, uh, four, you know, you know, um, vignettes, as it were, um, the old school fans of Madonna, like, you know, people we grew up with that are now married with children, grandchildren mm-hmm. now, they would love that. They're like, oh, yeah, this is my time period. Oh, this is my time period. You know, the 80s. Oh, the 90s. That's when I really got into her. You know, uh, like, you know, for you, it was like a prayer. My uh, Another friend of mine who's going to be on the four-part erotica uh, um, episodes uh, mm-hmm. uh, for Idol Worship, uh, he got into Madonna at Immaculate Collection, right? And like, yeah. oh, she's saying she's doing these these songs over here, but oh, look at this back catalog. So there's going to be those fans, you know. So it she may be doing it for those folks, you know. Who knows? But yeah. again, e- either way, I'm uh, I'm excited to uh, to see what she comes up with, and and just right. reading some uh, some news blips. It looks like the uh, the Gautier, um like a pinkish yeah. corset cone, that she wore. Cone, which, mm-hmm. Whichever, I don't know if it, it, because they showed both pictures from Express Yourself like a, and yes. from Like a Virgin. So I don't mm-hmm. know which Correct. one it is, but right. that's going to be interesting to see. And especially if it's the original one, because I'm sure the gold has kind of, you know, worn off a bit. Yeah. Um, you're in fashion. Is that something can, that can be restored? <laughs> well, here, here's, here's a little deep dish, uh, deep dive dish. So I, I spoke to you, uh, last night about my, uh, my, my pal and, uh, previous boss and coworker. Her name is Pat Naderhop, amazing costumer and stylist. She worked, uh, on the express yourself video, but also mm. was in charge of duplicating some of those looks. So Gautier oh. did 
versions of maybe I don't, I'm not I I don't know this for a fact. I believe it was only one, may have been two, because of the multiple the multiple shows wear and tear. Mm-hmm. There were duplicates made. She was in charge of that. So you know there are some, and I'll have to send you some um, uh, some scans of me holding uh, the red corset from Who's That Girl? The the, the, the when she's when she's saying Who's That Girl? La Isla and Holiday. Yeah. Um, she's so tiny it's so small and i and i'm i'm assuming that those that corsetry is still wearable to a degree mm-hmm. but you know again her you know she's her body has changed you know so yeah. i i'm sure that it'll be um a whisper of of uh of the original maybe combined with uh some new um you know, some so, uh, uh, some aesthetically new uh, uh, details added to it. But I mean, hey, man, if she can fit into, uh, you know, the, uh, the the old costume, more power to her, man. That's great. But uh, but wear and tear is a real thing, you know, um, but I, I'm sure they're going to be duplicated. Yeah. Uh, well, I went to the Pride performance that she did last summer mm-hmm. um, and Bob the drag queen. One of the things that was brought out, I don't think anyone wore it, was the the Gautier cone bra that the background dancers wore mm-hmm. for like a virgin. Mm-hmm. So I I love this kind of diving into nostalgia for her mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's not something that she typically will do. And I think mm. with her trying to write this movie and releasing the finally enough love and doing this 40th celebration tour and using old images that have been altered mm. uh, around that. Like it's, it's interesting. And then all the new anniversaries that are coming out they're they're starting to be more on top of them. So um, one of the things I was going to bring up is today is the 25th anniversary of the uh, people are calling it the international release. I'm just calling it the U S release. Cause that's when it came out uh, was March 3rd of 1998 of Ray of light. So, Happy yes. Ray of Light anniversary! Yes, happy birthday to you and to all of uh, the fans and supporters of the Queen. And the Ray of Light remixes just were released on streaming. So um, good, so including good. Has to be the B side that was mm-hmm. on the the single, um, and this goes with the uh, Frozen remixes that have been released. So I think what do we have? Um, Nothing really matters and power of goodbye. Correct. Left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Were there any other? Oh wait, Drowned uh, World. That's a Drowned World and Sky Fits Heaven too. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of the Sasha mixes, but that was more. That was. Uh, that was European. I mean, all, project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But hey, they all can still release them. Well, yeah, let's talk about. Let's talk about some of the the music that has been released on streaming. Yes. Since I took a break in December. Um, <laughs> We we just got that today, and I'm assuming throughout the next couple weeks we might be getting more uh-huh. from the singles from Ray of Light. Um, but Borderline that celebrated a 40th anniversary, and mm-hmm. they released the kind of like uh, I guess we call it the maxi single, but mm-hmm. it was the remix along with um, the dub. Uh, the dub was not included on Correct. what was released, but I love that the kind of like seven inch version was released because 
that's the version that was on the Macket Collection. However, when Macket Collection was put on streaming, it uses the album version. It's, it's not so weird. The, yeah. But they call it the remix, but it's not uh-huh. the remix. It's just the album version. So the this is the first time we're getting like that that version of the song out there. Mm-hmm. Um, are you happy about that? Do you care about that? Is that I do that care about it. I, I it, it does. Remix remixes matter, Wayne. Remixes <laughs> and uh, and extended versions matter in the world of Madonna because uh, as you know, we spoke about it before. Where you know it's. I think starting more at like a prayer, they became reproductions. And but there's something about, let's say, borderline, for instance, like uh, the, ex- the 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 twelve inch and then the seven inch remix. I love how they layered her backing vocals and those of Gwen Guthrie, Brenda White, and uh, Chrissy Faith. I think mm-hmm. were the ba- were the backing singers. They're just reinterpretations and additions to an already lush song, right? And right. Um, and I love a cowbell and and a and a wood clacking <laughs> and uh, you, 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 it, like those are the things that like speak to me. I have like auditory like um, flashbacks of like where I was when I heard this, that, or the other, or at you know at at a, at a dance party, and I was like, wait, this is this is this song, but what is this? I don't. What is it in that kind of um, right? Oh, oh, what do you call it? Uh, watered my love to grow my uh uh my musical knowledge about her and others as well so i think it's great i think it's important i'm glad that they are actually i don't know if it's her warner brothers whomever but there there's nothing wrong with going back to the back catalog and giving people like us an opportunity to you know re 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 reintroduce you know Everyone mm-hmm. to it and to those of us who actually have it on vinyl, picture disc, you know, maxi compact disc or cassette, cassette single, yeah. single. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, because it's, it's harder now. So unless you have a CD player or a cassette player or mm-hmm. a record player, you can't really hear some of these things. You might have, you might have, uh, I don't know if these were released as part of like iTunes or mm-hmm. um, MP3s that you can buy and download. Um, I think maybe some of them were, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was also kind of like seeing the, oh, when you go to streaming and you see the picture of the cover of the single cover, like that, that brings back that nostalgia, emotional yeah. feeling too, because then I can just picture, oh yeah, I remember when the CD was in store and I could pick it up and feel it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, CDs have essentially become just part of my collection now and mm-hmm. not something I necessarily pull out to listen to, mainly right. because um, the only CD player I have is in my car. Uh, so I don't really have a way <laughs> to listen to that. Right. I did digitize things at some point in time, and they're sitting on some hard drive that's in a drawer somewhere. Um and it just becomes Same. overwhelming and I don't feel yeah. like, <laughs> I don't feel like going and digging through it. I don't have, um, uh, I feel like there, I could be doing something better with my time. It's not that I don't want to listen to it. It's just that it's easier when they put it out on streaming because I already have a Spotify account and I just want to put right. a playlist together of all the remixes or, um, what I typically do with albums is, uh, I'll add that to a brand new playlist and then anything that was kind of additional, like a B side that later gets released, or Mm -hmm. maybe it was a release that came out around the same time. So for example, I have a, um, Ray of light playlist that I added has to be on it last night. And then I also add 
you know, be careful with my heart mm-hmm. with Ricky Martin and, um, beautiful stranger. I just consider those all part of that same era. So mm-hmm. I can, that's more fun to me. I can create my playlist of, of what songs that I want on there. Yeah. I, I would have to say, you know, hang on to those antiquated assets because of much course. like, much like vinyl, you know, I have a record player that I got on Amazon and, you know, if I'm dusting or hanging out, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to throw on an old, you know, yeah. um, you know, a uh, white label of Vogue and, or I'm going to throw you know, whatever the case may be. And it's kind of mm-hmm. fun. I truly believe that, uh, our tech giants will be, um, remanufacturing uh cd players uh, multiple cd players you know you mentioned on on our show uh about uh the karaoke function of certain cd players back in the day how they would drop out certain vocals and you'd hear the backing tracks i i i you know I can't imagine that people wouldn't utilize that. I still have all my, I have my vinyl, I have my CDs. I'm not getting rid of them. And I, like you ripped a bunch of music, put it on hard drives and uh, uh, iTunes won't play it. <laughs> it's so upsetting. So it it's, yeah, it's so weird. I mean, I'm an, I, I am a, this is not an ad for a, uh, for Apple, but like all, all my devices are, you know, they're connected and, you know, whatever, but it's just, it's so interesting because, you know, I'll play, well, I, well, I, I hate to admit this, but, you know, it, it, I've been known to, you know, take a, 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 to get a demo or two and put it on a playlist. And, uh, unfortunately it doesn't recognize beautiful scars, uh, the demo version versus the, uh, the released. And uh, I love oh. them both, but, but I like a, I like a new wave um guitar and synth yeah. you know for that particular track but anyways i digress i digress <laughs> um what about some of the other releases i know there was uh-huh. a, a remix of sorry that was released yes. and it's basically By blondish um yeah the, the chorus repeated i would have loved to hear like a full version of that song mm-hmm. but um what are your thoughts on it i love it i i i it's I love it. I'm not in love with it. It's like this is great. It's it's another version. It's 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 sweet. Um and yeah, I mean I I, I have no harsh opinion either way. Um but I, listen, the more music we get out there that, you know, references her, the better. That's you know. Yeah. You know, I and I have I have stronger comments about some of the other tracks. But yeah, sorry the sorry uh remix from uh, Blondish is great. What other tracks do you have strong opinions about? Oh, well, you were singing a little <laughs> bit, of, but uh, back that up to the beat. <laughs> Man. Thoughts? Yeah, like, you know, it, it's like, I, I'm glad they added, like, I guess I, I'm not musically educated, but I guess it'd be the bridge, you know, where, um, you know, there's there's more of a vocal in there. But to me, it just, it feels like a sketch of a track. Right. It's like it's right. this it and but I'm glad they released it. I love the sped up version. It's fun. It's a TikTok um uh staple. It's again, like mm-hmm. I said, I I'm I'm good with all of you know the hung ups and the you know with, with the Keisha and you know I think it's again it's not necessarily all my flavor, but it doesn't have to be. You know, right. I just love that it's being reimagined in certain ways and I'm hopeful that she is taking, you know, like for instance, like has to be from Ray of Light. That's great. You know, again, that fits into those sessions, but 
Is it an album worthy track? Subjective, you know, but she's taking all these songs that were, it is, you know, yeah, the, you know, it that is. were, uh, <laughs> um, uh, uh, that were developed and she had to make, you know, Sophie's choice. How is she going to do X, Y, or Z? What goes on? What stays off? This is an opportunity at, with this anniversary to release some of this. And I think they're doing it. It looks, it, it seems yeah. like they're doing it. So yeah, I mean, that is probably the harshest critique you're going to get from me on a M- Madonna track of, of late. You know, I think it's great. Um, what there's uh gambler they released to streaming yeah. Um, I've always been a big fan of it since the Virgin tour. I have my original 45 single. I have a 12 inch version of it. Um, all my friends back when we were kids growing up that were more rock heavy metal focused. Mm-hmm. They love that track. They're like, dude, this song's great. Oh my God. I'm like, really? Okay, cool. I love it. It holds up. It holds. See, it and that's, and, and I think like if she were to do something back to the tour, because, you know, she's embracing her catalog, like a, a touch of that, just like, you know, just the beginning of it into burning up or something, you know, just yes. like, just like reference it, you know, and uh, yeah, anyways, I'm going off on a tangent. So, yeah, so we talked borderline. Sorry, back that up. What do you think about back that back that up to the beat? Um, I'm not a fan of anything that came out of sessions that revolve around hard candy or the producers around hard candy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and I think that's a, a track that it was originally, it, she worked with Pharrell on. Correct. Um, and then, then I think they tried to uh, redo it for either MDNA or Rebel Heart. Um, mm-hmm. And then it, it got put on the special edition of Madame Max. Mm-hmm. Um, and I prefer the Madame Max version of it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's not like, it's not a standout track for me. It's it's mm-hmm. definitely not going to go on. Like if, if, if a friend came to me who wasn't like super familiar with Madonna and said, give me like a greatest hits playlist to listen to, <laughs> that song is not going on there. Right, right. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting. And uh, I, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you have friends who know that you love Madonna and that are mm-hmm. into Madonna, but aren't into Madonna like you and I are into Madonna, right? Right. So yeah. So if you have those friends, like, you know, I would consider us pals, friends now. And uh do you, I have others who are like us. We we sing to each other in Madonna voice all the time. Where it's like we take on her cadence. Which voice? All, well, like her live voice <laughs> when she says heart and height and uh and and sometimes you and i were agreed on this again you're a performer you're an artist um i am not i i love to sing i'm just not very good at it but um but it i like her gravelly worn voice when she when she's put in the work right it may not be the most healthy for her but some things i can't i don't want to say forgive but just kind of make me go ooh, and it's on back that up to the beat that it goes over over and over again the do it do, do it. it it's like it's like do it. i it's just like oh oh girl okay all right you you you're into it <laughs> i i don't have a choice in the matter i support yeah. you at all costs but okay <laughs> that was a choice <laughs> yeah i i'm really interested to hear um, 
you know, she hasn't really sung in a lower register in a while, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. except when she sings live. So when she did mm-hmm. La Vie en Rose for Rebel mm-hmm. Heart, it was very, it was very deep. So uh, I'm interested to hear her tap more into what her natural voice is now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if she's going to record new music, I'd love to hear her use more of that voice. Similar to, um, I think in music, I think uh Mirways tapped into some uh, some like natural vocals mm-hmm. especially like around um uh what was the song uh, I deserve it I deserve it yeah so I think I deserve it because that was vocals that was used that didn't put any effect on her voice mm. and so it's it's really interesting to hear kind of like this natural voice that comes out of yeah. her versus the higher pitched, trying to hit higher notes, using a mm. lot of auto tune, which you know, like if, if that's the direction you want to go with your your voice and your music, mm-hmm. that's great. But I would personally just love to hear her kind of just sing. If I was in the room with just her and her guitar, uh, what what would that sound like? That would be more right. interesting to me than than hearing her, you know, try to crank out what she thinks people are listening to based on yeah TikTok. yeah i i like her low i like her lower register you know i i mean even from back when she was you know a little more raw back in the like a virgin true blue recordings you mm-hmm. know just real you know uh just like white heat you know just like that just real kind of rocky voice because you know she was younger and she was a little higher but now it's just i i love it but again, kind of like tapping into um, like the Ray of Light, uh, Ray of Light, excuse me, uh, remixes, and uh, and on streaming now, you know, you 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 listen to some of like I think it's uh, William Orbit's the Liquid Mix at the very end. Mm-hmm. She gets real operatic, yeah, and it's like you think about it. Yeah, she was having fun being silly, which again, I love about her. You know, sometimes she can be elder stateswoman sometimes she is just you know that dumb bitch from around the way and i love <laughs> i love them both equally but here's the thing wayne and again this i'm a lay person when it comes to the craft of you know of singing I, she has a great voice right she yeah. has she has a voice she has talent when it's honed in a particular way i mean during this time period you know she's coming off of vita she knows how to use the instrument and she's using it to her benefit a la you know you think of drown world you know substitute for love and the kate bush-esque you know vocals now yeah. she doesn't have a three octave range or four octave range like kate but girl can hit some hit some notes right and right. uh and it's it's and maybe she cannot do that now but it's like use what you got that's what you know that's what the girls and the guys in the background are for you use them on the recording right. use them live and you know we, we you know again we want you to you know we don't want you to hurt yourself we just want you to be the best you know you can be you know so yeah. yeah i yeah i i hope she uh chooses that route as well uh well speaking of her you know maturing and Mm -hmm. voice changing image change Mm -hmm. we know she's a chameleon Mm. she is the mother and the queen of reinvention yes um she appeared on the grammys Mm -hmm. which got a lot of attention a lot of negative attention and it was kind of surprising to me because 
Um, when I compare that to like when she appeared on the VMAs last year, uh-huh. uh, I think the way that she presented herself was probably more acceptable for the social masses. Not to mm-hmm. say that either either look was better than the other, but mm-hmm. I felt she looked very demure. She carried herself well. She delivered the mm-hmm. um, the speech that she wanted to for the, mm-hmm. the performers, but everyone was focused like on her face, on her right. cheekbones, on right. whatever surgery she may have gotten mm-hmm. done, um, which I thought was like, why, why is that really the focus? Like, I mean, I get why people could be, um, maybe surprised by her appearance because she doesn't mm-hmm. look like she did 34, 35 plus years ago, which, mm-hmm. you know, goes into misogyny and, and yes. ageism and everything yes. like that. And I just, as I get older, I become a little bit more relaxed about those things. I, I don't mm. put a lot of judgment into like, listen, if you want to go put a, a titty on your forehead, go for it. If, <laughs> if, it were, if it's what makes you feel good, right. go for it, go do it. Right. Who, who right. gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very surprised by the, uh, public's response to mm-hmm. it, especially for, for an appearance that lasted such for such a short time. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on like her mm-hmm. appearance or, or the public's reaction to it? Well, let, let's, uh, let's be, let's be clear about a couple of things too. Um, an individual can do whatever the fuck they want to themselves, however they want. Right. So that's just baseline, but somebody of her and her stature, some, somebody has always commented on her looks always, you know, whether she was uh, too, too provocative or she was a whore or slutty or this or that or the other. And let's, so I'll get into that in a second, but let's, but let's just talk about the Grammys in particular. She has always been nervous in a room of her peers, always, whether it's the Academy mm-hmm. Awards, Grammys, performance, uh, accepting an award. You know, she's, she's human, right? And this is one of the things that I love about her, that she's fallible, right? And so those of us who are stands are used to seeing her in her various states of uh, of of Chris, like a chrysalis state, right? She has evolved. Her look has evolved both right. physically in her appearance, her dress, etc. So to see somebody who has not seen her maybe in 20 years, cause they haven't, they don't care. It would be jarring. I understand that. Uh, where she was on the stage, the lighting was not good. It's just, again, I'm not apologizing for anyone or anything. She chose to be there. She could have been on the main stage, whatever the case may be. So it, it's again, like, okay, why are they choosing to do this? Well, it's the same thing that happened when she announced that she was going on tour, right? And whether it's, and this is coming mostly from the queer community, right? Yeah. Where they were just going at her. You know, Madonna tickets, 500 bucks, not, sorry, not going. Put it away. You're a hag. You're a has-been. You can't sing. You're this. You're that. You look this way. You look that way. Let's be clear. Misogyny is homophobia's big sister, right? Let's just yeah. be clear about that. And there are these people out in the world who are more than happy to tear down 
the, the, the ally that you know, did the most for them 20, 30, 40 years ago, right? So, and that's what it comes down to, because here's the reality. Had she, let's say, aged, had she's aging, had done it in a more natural way, they would have comment about that. You're sagging, you're this, you're that. You keep, like no one's ever going to be happy, right? This right. is what I know to be true. When I see her out and about on social meds, you know, on a performance, she genuinely looks happy. She looks like she's having a good time. She's stooping the 20-year-old, the 30-year-old. She's making out right. with girls. She's, she's having a good time. She l- adores her children. She, she still advocates for people and causes that mean something to her. So, you know, it, the hoopla around it, it's just, it's, it's just indicative of who we are as a people. We forget where we come from. You know, misogyny is real. Sexism is real. Ageism is real. They've been calling Madonna an old woman since she turned 30, right? That's, and those are facts. So guess what? I know that uh, you and I and others who have grown up with her, we are not our parents and grandparents, 30, 40, and 50 year olds. I don't think I look or act like a 50 year old, but I am right. But I'm not trying to do anything other than just live my life and be happy. And happiness has a glow to it. And, you know, 72 units of Botox every couple of years doesn't hurt either. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm talking for personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyways, that was long. You only need 72. <laughs> Wow, I need like 300. Adam, right. No, but that was long-winded. But I'm very passionate about this stuff, Wayne, because, you know, again, I grew up with her, right? I Just not only as an artist and a talent, but she was the first person that I knew in my world to talk about, you know, HIV and AIDS and advocate yeah. for her, not her people, her friends. And like, you know, I, I'm a little older than you, but, you know, from the time I was, you know, a teenager till I hit, you know, my early 20s, you know, like uh, so many of my friends died. They didn't get an opportunity to live past, you know, 25, 30. And she, she at, at all costs, we didn't talk about this on um, on my show uh, when, we, when we recorded last night on, on Idol Worship, but in, in the Like a Prayer album, she had a, a yep. notice that's uh, you know a little leaflet it's like facts about hiv and aids she put her career her person you know during before her imperial phase started you know on the line to yeah. care for the people that she loved the most in this world not just her fans not just her um supporters but the but the people that she grew up with in new york and and we and and I didn't know this until I got into my adulthood, but it's like, oh, right, identification. This is one of the reasons why I'm in love with this person. Yeah. It's not because of, you know, like the, the, just the, the, the poppy song or the, uh, the beautiful imagery or it's, it's, oh, you're helping to save lives. You're bringing attention to something. And right. she, and she, and, um, you know, because of her and Elton John and uh, like Elizabeth Taylor, those are, the people in the entertainment world, but there are so many people that were on the ground fighting the fight to get the meds that we have now to keep people alive. She, they, those individuals brought those people on the ground 
They they lifted them up. They supported them financially yeah. to get us where we are today. End of rant. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, just to, just to tack onto that, the, the outspokenness that she had, especially mm-hmm. in the 80s when it was mm. just starting and mm-hmm. and and ending people's lives. Like, people didn't know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And she informed herself. Yeah. And, in turn informed her audiences yeah uh and anyone who was listening because she didn't care if people um she didn't care if people really paid attention to her music or liked her music she would still you know she'd make a psa commercial for aids she would um put the leaflet in her album liner notes Mm -hmm. or no made all made all entire separate thing so like if you wanted to either tear it off from the cassette or pull it out from the the vinyl or the cd and hand it to someone you Mm -hmm. could and -hmm. it would give you information about what to know about what we this is what we know about aids and here's how you can protect yourself right and you know other people weren't doing that and it was more than just condoms it was also about needle sharing because that was another way yeah. it spread so she informed herself not just from the sexual aspect of it but just how um important it is to be armed with information and right. um and she never stopped doing that for particularly you know the the queer community yeah. and i think now people are just they want to you know show that they're you know, the queer community, a lot of gay men like to show off their sassiness and, and like to be dismissive of regardless if they're, if they were respected previously or not. And I think it's, it's a shame um, that people can't just be, you know what, if, if they want to do that, let them go do it. Who cares? Versus now where, where you have to have a comment and also pit women against each other, which is what has been done in the yeah. entirety of the music industry right. because right. someone says, well, I don't like Madonna, but I like this other female artist. Well, right. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be one or the other. It can be. That's right. Multiple. Not for everybody. I can, yeah. I can, I can like Mariah Carey. I can like Madonna. I can like mm-hmm. Beyonce. I can like, you know, Brittany, like I can like them all and not have to feel like I've got to pit one against each other or put one above the other. It's right. It's a free for all. It's, it's music. It's entertainment. It's not mm. a democracy. No one has to be ranked higher. They <laughs> might right. be ranked higher, but they don't have to be. Like I'm gonna, you know, listen to my Janet Jackson playlist later today, or maybe it'll be my Gloria Stefan playlist later today. It it doesn't really matter. You know, it's 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 whatever you feel like eating that night, whether it's pizza right. or <laughs> or some other meal, you know. Pizza's delicious, and I, I and I will just piggyback that real quick, and that's why it, I so love what you're doing here uh, with your podcast and so many others with their podcasts, um, because what is lost in in in, in, in generation it, it happens generationally, but oral histories are lost. And that's what we're doing here today, what you are doing with your podcast, what I'm trying to do with my Instagram live show, and so many others. We're talking about uh, these these experiences that can't be told about in a in a post, in a in a tweet, in a you know, in a, in a moment, we're taking the time to have a conversation about things that we love and enjoy about a certain topic, but also a time period. 
you know, a space and time because trust and believe if we don't know our history, you know, we will be bound to repeat it. So, you know, as far as queer culture is concerned, like know, you know, what side your bread is buttered on. No, you may not have, you don't have to like Madonna. You don't have to like her, but you cannot deny her what she's done for the culture, what she's done for music, what she's done for women, what she's done for the queer community as an ally, you know, and sometimes participants, you know, but that's a whole other topic. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, no, this is important. This stuff is important. It may seem frivolous and like, oh, what are these two queens talking about? Like, well, guess what? We're talking about our lived experiences, you know? Again, yeah. think about it. Like you, when was the first time you saw like, you know, queer folks on on the movie screen for some of us it was we see them truth here and there being made of fun of but yes truth or dare and then yeah. you know again i happened to be uh, pals with a few of the, the folks that were on tour during that period of time nothing to do with madonna just we've met in you know through you know being here in the city and yeah. you know what uh, you know we're, we're able to have those conversations you know lewis camacho is a dear friend of mine and i got to tell him privately it's like you know, you're important to the culture, not just because you, you know, you danced with Madonna on tour, you and Jose taught her how to Vogue, in turn, teaching the world how to do this thing, but because you were you on film for somebody like me, you know, who was a kid watching this film, made it okay for me to be who I am in large part today. Yeah. And uh, an important part to that too is like, there were no apologies. There was no preface to Mm -hmm. show, um, you know, the dancers on blonde ambition to show like, okay, these people are gay. You're about to, what you're about to see is two guys kissing or like, you know, people kicking. Like Mm -hmm. there wasn't, there wasn't like any sort of warning or anything. Like it was just shown in its natural environment. And it was showing like how happy these people are versus like versus having to point everything out or make a big deal out of it. It was just part of the experience that you were taken along with Mm -hmm. on, you know, through this documentary. And that's what I feel like. um, I don't think she ever asked for credit or wanted to say like, um, I don't think she ever made it a point to say it other interviewers had asked her about it and like, Hey, some people might be offended by it. And she's like, well, so what, this is real life and these are real people. And, you know, and that's something that we as people in the the queer community have to keep reminding people is that we exist and this is just real life for us. It's not, it's, it's, it's not a, a dog and pony show. It's, it's literally just how we live our lives. And yeah, absolutely. And I think she was a, a a great person to represent that for us. Absolutely, and and remember too, you know, in 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 Madonna's canon, you know, she's talked about her her dance teacher, her mentor, uh, uh, Christopher Flynn, mm-hmm. and how he took her to, like, hey, I'm taking you out. We're gonna dance with me and my friends. And you know, she didn't like we don't. She didn't know that this was quote unquote bad or this or that. She's like, these people love me. They see me. She brought that to New York, you know, Martin Burgoyne and so many others, mm-hmm. you know, around her who were just her friends, you know, who were just people that she came up with and grew up with. And all of a sudden they're all getting wiped out. Like what, what the, 
fuck is that? You know, so th- that that's who she is. That's who how she grew up. And in turn, she's like, okay, guess what? Like, it's not about like, hey, da 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 da. I'm gonna come in and save the world. It's like, no, this is just what's right. This is what's good, and I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Again, like you said, not qualifying it, not apologizing for it. Thank you, Madonna. Well, one thing she also shouldn't apologize for was the brilliant and beautiful layout that was done in the Italian Vanity Fair, mm. which we not only got a magazine for, not in the U.S., unfortunately, but we also got a video visual mm-hmm. of it. The too, Enlightenment. Which, yeah, it, which was very um, not common for her. Like you might see like a beautiful photo shoot that's been done previously. She's done a lot of them, but you don't necessarily see a video element attached to it um, where it's all part of like a performance piece, except for maybe like the W magazine that she did with um, uh, back then with um, Stephen Klein. Stephen Klein. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. She Uh, did the ecstatic process, which was its own show. And then the, and then the, the assets or the confessions tour. Confessions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like, this is very similar. So I am expecting to see some of this imagery used in the, uh, the new tour, possibly the tour book. Yes. Or back screen video footage. Yes. And I'm excited for that. I will comment on that uh, because I did a little bit of a uh, uh, a deeper dive in preparation, and you're very uh, you're 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 very uh, you're quite prolific in your in your your uh, your your guesstimations because <laughs> when you think about it, it's like oh okay, like w- w- what things did she do in here? It's like there was the uh, there was the Last Supper, her her mm-hmm. as he right as you know capital H E right and you know all the different gender expressions frida kahlo-esque um she she did that whole la croix givenchy from uh ecstatic process reinvention tour uh look in there as well there was that whole baroque thing in the in, in the, and i'm talking about the enlightenment the uh the video asset for the uh, vanity fair um uh, uh cover shoot when we look at the enlightenment video uh with uh, luigi and the Ian Iango, I think, are the photographers or videographers. Um, we get t- we get a little bit of the music in there, like a prayer, justify my love, bits of Isaac, uh, power of goodbye, mm-hmm. plus other beautiful orchestrations uh, or, uh, or orchestral sounds in there. But the thing that got me to your point was there's this uh, ecstatic processy look from like uh, yeah. Christian Lacroix, more Givenchy. Du- <laughs> as cheesy as it sounds darkness to light you know she was dark (laughs) you know angelic frida kahlo you know is in there you know broken leg you know again completely styled to the umpteenth degree madonna as the saint you know as the madonna right uh that whole matador living for love you know look-esque thing Mm -hmm. where she was not the matador she was i don't know whatever you know, creature she uh, was trying to embody during that. And then, of course, you know, at the very end, you know, uh, there's the truth or dare quote, 
you know, or when she was speaking of, uh, of uh, being, you know, having to cancel her shows in Italy during that time of the Blonde Ambition Tour, yeah. you know, so these, again, listen, when whatever live performance she's done as of late, uh, I, when was it what you were talking about, uh, the one for, um, for Pride? You, you know, some of that's going to make it into the tour because she's already got some of the choreo. But right. but to, to that end, same thing with these uh, these these image and video assets. How could they not be used for the tour and for the backdrops? Let's hope, you know, and I'm sure she's going to be doing a few more. But let me ask you something. What do you think about the hair and the hair color? and it right now versus what she's going to do on tour. Think she's going to keep uh, it. I I don't know. I kind of I'm digging it. Like uh-huh. it's different for her. Long yeah. hair, it's red, it's with the dark roots. It's very different that we have not seen we've never really seen her perform with dark hair mm-hmm. except for um Live Aid. And Mm -hmm. the promotion for American life, but Mm -hmm. every tour that she's done, she's had blonde hair. Yeah. So I feel like this would be very interesting for her to have darker hair, Mm -hmm. um, just to do something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I I love the look. I mean, again, you know, she has, um, you know, she has built up her, you know, her, her face, you know, for photography, you know, right. That's just, those are just, you know, the, what's so great about, you know, how she builds upon things, whether it's on her person or um, on her, uh, you know, in her wardrobe or whatever. And she hasn't really done this kind of look before per se. I mean, there's a little Mm -hmm. bit of red during like the erotica arrow with fever. And when she did that performance um, at the Greek theater for um, Arsenio, Yes, Arsenio, right? You, you know, that's the only time I've seen her like with as a redhead. So I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I think she's going to switch it up for the tour. Something that makes sense is more manageable. I would hope. Um, you know, but also too, she's, you know, she's, she's a drag queen, man. She, you know, she, she's no stranger to a wig. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, do something short and manageable and stuff it in a wig and tie it on and get out there, kid. Yeah. Well, she did that with Madame X. She did. She did yeah. have a brown wig and then drawn a world tour. But it, it would be cool, like if if she didn't have to change her hair, mm. I would love to see her just perform with the, this darker red hair. Mm-hmm. That would be yeah. That's I'm down. I I also love it when she when her hair, like at, by the end of the show, is just just like Messy damp and yeah, yeah, and just and she's just singing just you know her heart out. Like I love the end of MDNA and. And, and she's just doing it, and it's just it's so cool. I I I love that. And you know the later <laughs> the later uh, the the later shows of the um, of the Blonde Ambition tour when she you know got rid of the ponytail and uh, and uh, went more for a uh, 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 curlier look. <laughs> mm-hmm. I send I send a uh, I send a a, a gif of uh, of a. Uh, of moving top ramen noodles to my friends who are Madonna friends. I'm like that. I'm all, that's the European leg of the tour versus. <laughs> well, especially that Spain performance where, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, where it basically just looks like a perm. That's yeah. all frizzed out. Yes. Very great. I love it. That, 
That's why Julia yeah. Gardner got the role as Madonna in the, uh, <laughs> the now defunct uh, bi- biopic. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It reminds me of uh, one of the Vanity Fair shoots. I think it was called White Heat, where, you know, she's blonde. She's wearing the Mm -hmm. see-through raincoat. Her hair is chicken yellow. They did not put a, uh, they didn't put a toner toner on yet. (laughs) (laughs) But it looks amazing. It looks so cool. It does. Yeah. I love it. But I, but I also wanted to get some hot water and, you know, in a bouillon cube and (laughs) have have some lunch on on the queen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well i think that that's also what i love about madonna too is that mm. throughout the years even as um glamorous or done up as some of the photo shoots were some of them mm. were also kind of like you, you know that they were missing missing an element of uh, of a way to elevate it so for example with that hair didn't use toner to you know mm. tone down the brassiness mm-hmm. but also at the same time i think that also shows me like you don't have to be perfect in in everything that you do and you can still look great and still impress people absolutely Um, and that's that's kind of like what i love about what she's done over the years is that Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of times where it hasn't been perfect but that's that's also what i love about it absolutely i love like imperfections because it's not everything has to be so like straightforward and inside of a box it it can you know sprout externally and, and just go anywhere you want it to. And yeah, for sure. She's, she's been a, um, a great, a, a good advocate of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. As perfect as she likes everything to be. Correct. Correct. It's like, <laughs> but that's, but isn't that interesting? It's like you want to you want everything to be as perfect as, as it can be. And then at the end of the day, it's going to be what it's going to be. Right. Right. It's uh, like, listen, I'm going to I want to look my best and I'm not going to make everyone happy. And just as long as I know that I put in 100 plus percent, you know, I'm good. You know, she's taught of that taught us that all along. And again, through her successes and her perceived failures, there's always um, there's always a nugget and there's always an Easter egg, you know, a la, yeah. you know, you know, think about like her her catalog and, you know, on on my little gig you know we talk about the things that we love and the joy of it you know there there were some albums and certain tracks that people just were not about like you know you think about american life and i'm you know going off on a tangent here but it's like it was not well received it was looked at as a flop you know people didn't understand the humor in the title track you know with the rap and all that good Mm -hmm. stuff and and when you think when we look on it back today when she sang american life on reinvention when she did it on madame x it blew the roof off it's like and we look we look we we look back on that album today it's a masterpiece i loved it then i love it even more now you know and and get again just even with all of its flaws you know or not its flaws but her flaws perceived flaws let's just say you know there's there's uh there is goodness to be found yeah so right yeah well i'm excited for the future i would love to sit and talk to you all day but i know that we will be talking again next week yes on your show um so uh i want to thank you for coming on the show and helping me start my third season wayne truly this has been a joy and an honor i love what you do 
I, I, I talk about it on every one of my IG chats to, 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 for you, for people, folks to, you know, to find you, to subscribe and to listen to the back catalog because it's brilliant. And, uh, and I've had a, I've had a blast today. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. Where can people say hi to you and find you? Oh, people can say hello to me on my Instagram handle, which is I love Ruben. I L O V E R U B E N. That is my personal account. And my business account is at Armor Image Consulting altogether. All right, Ruben. Well, thanks again. It was a pleasure talking to you. And awesome. I will talk to you soon. Yes, sir. See you next week. Please be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review the Madonna Get Together on your favorite podcast streaming platform. And be sure to follow on Instagram at Madonna Get Together. Until then, my beautiful strangers.